You're listening to Helderberg FM 93.6. My name is Vanessa Bourne. It's been almost a month since 2022 began, and many people use the beginning of the year to assess what they want to achieve over the coming year. But by now, life has taken over and many resolutions are a distant memory. More often than not, um, we've ditched some of the resolutions that we wanted to do. But uh, sometimes it has nothing to do with the resolution um, that makes us stop doing it or getting to it. It's uh, the actual mindset that we have towards the resolution that we've decided that we want to implement throughout the year. To talk to us about how we can transform our mindset to achieve the goals we have set ourselves, it is my pleasure to welcome Ian Fur, CEO of the personal and business leadership coaching company, The Hatch Institute, back to Helderberg FM. Good morning, Ian. It's so good to be talking to you again. Hi, good morning, Vanessa, and thank you so much for having me on your show. It's my pleasure. When we spoke in October last year, it was all about your book, Culture Nearing. And uh, I have a wonderful husband because when I came home all excited, I mentioned the book and the next minute I received a delivery and it was your book and I've been reading it. And I just want to say that as far as I'm concerned, every business leader in South Africa at the minimum should be picking up this book to read. It is absolutely exceptional. Thank you so much for writing it. Thank you. I appreciate your kind words, and it was a pleasure to write it. I'm very passionate about the subject. Now, let's talk about transforming our mindset. When we think of transforming our mindset, for some reason, we always think that other people need to change first. But that is a flawed way of thinking. Tell us why. Right, that's at the heart of the problem, is whenever we try and change other people, we, we have conflict and, and we're not able to really convince anybody because nobody likes to be told what they should be thinking. Mm. So rather than trying to change others, you know, it's so much more important to, to look at yourself first and you know, go on a bit of a journey of self-discovery and look at yourself and see what is it that I need to do to change that will hopefully inspire other people to do that. And there was a wonderful saying I came across not too long ago that said, yesterday I thought I was clever, so I tried to change other people. But today I became wise and I tried to change myself. Profound and words. I really believe that everybody should, should take that to heart and say, if you want change to happen, then let it start with you. Absolutely. So many companies and so many individuals try to change other people to think like them in order to proceed in life. But unfortunately, that hasn't worked in South Africa. Everybody mm. in this country is trying to change someone else. Uh, and, and no one's really listening. And I always say, you know, you cannot learn when you speak. You only learn when you listen. And if you're not listening to each other, nobody's going to change at all. Absolutely. So start with yourself and move forward from there. It's, it's taking a good hard look in the mirror first. Yes. <laughs> now, in your, in your book, Culture Nearing, you speak at length about the reason for being. Something that I must say has made me think quite a lot about um, just those those three words. And I've been I've actually been asking people here at the office what they believe our reason for being is. I found it quite interesting what their answers have been. But why is important to have a reason for being? 
everybody as an individual and every company should have a reason for being. Because that, that gives you a very short explanation or a few short words as to why you exist. Mm. And most people think that we exist in business to make money. And unfortunately, that's not correct. We are not in business to make money. We are in business to serve the needs and wants of our customers. And if we do that well, we will make money. So the reason for being is what lies at the heart of everything you do. All the decisions you make, everything that happens in your organization needs to be aligned mm-hmm. with your reason for being. And and ours at Solbay, and I'm not sure if you're aware that I, I was the founder of the Solbay Group, but at Solbay, our, our reason for being was just touching people's lives. Mm-hmm. And if you touch people's lives and make them feel good about themselves, then they'll come back and they'll do lots of business with you and then the money will follow. So it's always about the impact that you have on other people's lives. Mm. That's what your reason for being should be. Now, more often than not, uh, we will hear people blaming circumstances for not achieving their goals or they'll blame the government or the weather or the economy. But do you think as individuals we have the ability to get in our own way in actual fact when it comes to not achieving our goals or transforming a mindset? I think we stand in our own way most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) We always look at other people and blame them. As you say, you know, life is a blaming game and we point fingers and and we always have to try and justify why something happened and it's always someone else's fault. Um, And there's a lot of things that stand in our way. I call them the blockers of your life. And those things have to do with ego, fear, self-doubt, low Mm self-confidence, and and the likes. And if if, if we suffer from those things, we stand in our own way because we won't change. We get into a comfort zone. And in that comfort zone, we we, we build a, a protective wall around ourselves. And we don't want the scrutiny of other people. We don't want other people to see our weaknesses and our flaws mm-hmm. and our self-doubt. So we hide and protect ourselves in the comfort zone. And the problem is, while you're hiding in the comfort zone, life is passing you by. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get out of that is to break through the defensive wall and get out there and start doing the things that have frightened you in the past and doing the things that you've tried to hide from all the time because nothing ever changes in the comfort zone and there's no growth there whatsoever. So we stand in our way all the time by protecting ourselves from other people seeing our flaws, our weaknesses and our challenges. So it's time to be bold. We need a lot of courage to, to break out of the comfort zone and the courage to be yourself, the courage to, to be enough. Mm. We always think we're not good enough courage to find your joy at the end of the day. And so, so do the things that frighten you most and, and uh, you, you'll see how life changes. So it's when you're comfortable that that should be the red flag in actual fact, not the discomfort. The, uh, the, the comfort is the red flag. Absolutely. Comfort is no good at all because nothing is going to change. And in five years' time, you'll still be thinking about it and you'll be doing things mm. the same and wondering why nothing has improved in your life, you know. Absolutely. I often get people telling me, well, they've had 20 years of experience, so they really know what's going on. 
and I question sometimes, you know, is 20 years of experience really about experience? Mm. Or is it one year of experience repeated 20 times? Ah. And sitting in the comfort zone is when we repeat our experiences over and over, and we hope that something will happen. That is that is very wise. I love that. And I'm, I'm certainly going to take a look at myself as well, because I like that uh, 20 years, if it's one year repeated 20 times. My guest this morning is Ian Fur, and uh, we are talking about how to transform our mindset. Now, Ian, when we come back, I want to ask you how our beliefs affect our decisions. This is Helderberg FM. You're listening to Helderberg FM, and my name is Vanessa Bourne. My guest this morning is Ian Fur. He is the CEO of the personal and business leadership coaching company, The Hatch Institute. He's also the author of the book Culture Nearing. And we're talking about how to transform your mindset. Now, Ian, in South Africa, we have an incredibly diverse population. I think one of the most diverse in the world. How do our beliefs and personal bias affect how we make decisions? And when it came to this chapter in the book, it was a real eye-opener. Right. Well, the problem is we've had 300 years of, of systemic racism, uh, which has created mindsets in South Africa amongst both black and white people and the, and the others as well, mm. of, of um, superiority and inferiority. And, and even though the, the, the government has changed and we're now in a democracy, a lot of these things still exist in our minds. And so it's quite important to, when you do your journey of self-discovery, is to try and understand where do your prejudices and biases come from. Where did you learn them? You know, I call it a book of rules. You have a book of rules that, that you've sort of learned over all the years from your early childhood, your parents, your school, your friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever it is, through your education processes, through marriage, children. And through all that time, you've been learning and putting stuff into your book of rules. And a lot of it is unconscious. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't even realize sometimes how, how biased we are and how prejudiced we are because it's just been part of our, our makeup. And for white people in particular who have lived very privileged lives in South Africa, we would find often, for example, uh, a white person saying, I, I, uh, I don't see color. I'm not a racist. Mm-hmm. I don't see color. I treat everybody the same. Now, they would make a comment like that. It would come out of their book of rules, and they would think that that is a good comment to make, and it's got good intention. However, a black person listening to a comment like that would say, hang on a sec, how can you say you don't see my race, you don't see my color? My race and color have, have been everything in my life. My whole life has been determined by my color, mm-hmm. and you're telling me you don't even see it? And, and, and then on top of that, you treat everybody the same. I'm not the same. Please don't treat me the same. I'm very different to you. So just rather understand each other mm. and find a new way to deal with equality and fair treatment and dignity rather than trying to make me like you. That's called assimilation. We don't want people to change in order to be like us. We need to change in order to understand them. And that's how we get on. Unfortunately, that is not a good um, characteristic of South African society, mm. and uh, we, we still struggle to listen to each other, to learn about each other, and, and, and we need to deal with the 
issues that have created the problems. A lot of people say to me, um, why can't we just forget about apartheid in the past mm-hmm. and just move forward? And I say, well, we can't because we haven't resolved the problems that were raised throughout all those years. They're still here. And mm-hmm. racial polarization is one of the biggest challenges we face in South Africa mm-hmm. right now. It touches virtually every aspect of our life. Race is massive in this country. And for people who think that it's no longer a problem, we need to think again Mm. because it's huge and it needs to be addressed. And the only way to do that is to start transforming mindsets and your own paradigms and understanding your biases, learning about other people, listening more, and then being also willing to compromise so that we can create a level playing field in this country where everybody has an equal opportunity to perform and to, and to participate in the economy. Absolutely. And I, it, it, it brings us back to the transformation starting with us as individuals, not with the other person. Correct. 100% correct, yes. So apart from the challenge South Africa has as a country with racial polarization, we've got an economy that is struggling We've also faced two years of challenges with the COVID pandemic. What kind of leadership do you think is required to take South Africa beyond where we are now? Because at the end of the day, it takes leaders to, to inspire people to be better. Once they've done that self-transformation, that will then inspire people. So what kind of leaders apart from the inspirational kind, is it going to take to get us beyond where we are now? Right. Leadership in South Africa requires what I call the moral authority. So leaders need to earn moral authority to lead. That's both in business and definitely in politics as well. We have a really low moral base in South Africa, particularly insofar as the government is concerned. Mm -hmm. And so if, if we want people to start respecting us and following us, we need to earn that moral authority to lead. And there's, it's in business anyway. There's five key points there. I'll go through them very quickly. If you want to earn the moral authority to lead, you need to earn the trust and respect of your people. Mm. You need to create a sense of belonging and common purpose so that everybody feels comfortable within the environment despite their differences. You need to show a genuine concern for the well-being of your people insofar as their health is concerned, social, psychological, and financial. You need to be totally committed to their growth and development. And and another very important one is you need to create a place of safety in which people feel free to speak without fear. Mm. So in the old days, the traditional leadership was power-based leadership, where you were sitting high up in the hierarchy and you get the power to tell people what to do. These days, that doesn't work anymore at all. That's part of our history, not our future. Our future has to be about moral authority. Our our politicians, our business leaders, everyone has to earn that right. No one's going to follow you if you haven't earned the right to lead. And that right comes with, with earning the moral authority. You know, the great leaders of the world, uh, in my view, are the ones that inspire people to follow them to places that they would never have gone by themselves. Mm-hmm. And that would only happen when you've earned the moral authority mm-hmm. to lead. That is a, it's a, that is a profound um, and gigantic step that I think a lot of people will have to take 
And uh, I hope that uh, the business leaders who are listening today, even small business owners with one or two staff members, will take this to heart because uh, I, I agree with you 100%. It has to start with the individuals. Ian, it is always such a pleasure to speak to you. I learn so much when I speak to you and uh, it challenges me to look at how I treat people or what my bias is or what my paradigm is. So uh, thank you so much for your time today and uh, I wish you well and I hope that 2022 is going to be a brilliant year for you. Thank you very much, Vanessa, and you too. And thanks for having me once again. Much appreciated. My pleasure.